Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. BillOReilly.com is interviews, his TV, his, uh, his columns, amazing columns every week. And then, of course, his killing series. You know, I'll tell you a funny story, Bill. I, um, I went to the NBA store last week to buy my, uh, sneakers for me and my son to play basketball. And I got on Fifth Avenue. I was there too early. So I was, had to do something. So I walked a couple of stores away to the Barnes and Noble and, uh, started looking for my book. They had one copy. But I did notice as I walked towards the humorous section, and I saw one copy of my book, Bill O'Reilly books, all over the place. And people actually standing there, Bill, on a Sunday morning, perusing through your book. And I had to do my best not to say, see that guy? That's my friend. <laughs> well, they should reorder about uh, 200 of your books um, <laughs> right away. And... I appreciate that. You know, the backlist on all the uh, 12 killing books, um, that means that all of them are still in print and all of them still sell, um, beginning with Killing Lincoln. And I told my urchins, look, long after I'm gone, these books will still annoy you with my name. (laughs) They'll still be around. Um, And, of course, we have Killing the Witches we're writing now, The Horror of Salem, Massachusetts, which I think is going to be a big book. It'll be out just before Halloween. Wow. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, another one of these, you think you know what happened when the pilgrims came over on the Mayflower. You don't know. (laughs) Well, you'll know now. Have you gotten a, uh, in Killing of the Legends, did you get a spike in that when tragically Lisa Marie Presley died two weeks ago? A little bit. Um, It's a constant sell now after uh, four months. Is it five months? Five months now. So uh, the way the book uh, business goes, the stores um, keep the books in uh, stock for a certain amount of time, and then they uh, replenish with new books. Um, So uh, there wasn't that much interest in Lisa Marie Presley in my zone, um, even though she is featured, and I felt very, very sorry for her in Killing the Legends. I mean, the the girl had just, I'm not going to say it was a horrendous upbringing because she was indulged and she had everything she wanted, but it was chaos all around her. It was. Oh, what a great book. Killing the Legends, John Lennon, Elvis Presley, and Muhammad Ali. Folks, you got to get it. Uh, One of the guys that doesn't belong in that book, although very popular and and a president, which is a pretty big deal, is uh, Joe Biden. I've listened to everybody. The liberal networks tell me it was one of the greatest speeches ever. Of course, the other side, maybe the most divisive, worst speech ever. Some folks somewhere in the middle. Well, his energy was good, but he still lied. For me, it was horrendous horrendous he lied about everything even in trying to you know kind of uh, underline things that the democrats have done well he lied there too so i you know again energy all that stuff terrific i'm looking for something some substance i found none what about you well i look at it from a historian's point of view right after the first day i mean i did my analysis on wabc right after the state of the union with rita cosby it was nice of rita to have me on 
Um, but then I step back and I look at it as a historian. The most frightening part about Joe Biden's speech, and this is absolutely true, is that he believed every word of it. Really? He believed every single word that he said. Now, well, then he let, me, no, no, let me tell you something. So if that's true, yeah. then all these years that you're telling me that, you know, listen, the guy's losing it. He's not all there. And I say, well, wait a second, Bill. I think he's evil. If he believed that garbage, he may be more evil than you've given him credit for. He's delusional, Sid. Okay. He's delusional. Okay. Okay. The man cannot process information anymore. That means he can't sit in a room with a bunch of people and put forth solutions to the border or to inflation or to violent crime or to fentanyl. Okay, that's the best example, fentanyl. I'll get to it in a moment. He can't do that any longer. He sits in the room and people tell him what to do and say. He looks to his left, to his wife, and she is basically the editor. Okay? Now, I don't know what her agenda is. I, I don't know the woman, but I know that he is more dependent on her than Ronald Reagan was with Nancy Reagan. And Ronald Reagan, he was dependent, in the, especially in the last couple of years, almost totally on Nancy Reagan. Um, so anyway, he gets up there, and you couldn't possibly say, if you were a person that processes information, that, oh, we're going to stop this fentanyl now. Remember that? Remember yes. that part of the speech? Yes. And that's when the Republicans started getting rowdy. Marjorie Taylor Greene specifically. Okay. Well, I yelled at the television set in my house. I said, where have you been for two years? Where have you been when the body counts go over 100,000 on, on drug ODs? They're probably up around 200,000 a year. Okay, where are you? And now you're going to insult everybody to go, oh, yeah, we're going to crack down on fentanyl. I mean, no thinking rational person would present that to the nation because everybody's going to ask the same question that I just asked. Where were you for two years? Right, like they were screaming in the chamber. They were screaming, it's your fault. That's right. Now, they should not have done that because you have to have a respect for the office of the presidency. You don't have to respect the man. Now, I was on News Nation last night. You'll love this. And I want everybody at WABC to go over and watch We'll have it on uh, the No Spin News tonight, and we'll have it on uh, Common Sense on WABC. So Chris Cuomo is screaming about the incivility of the Republicans. And he's right in the sense that you should not do that. You wait until after, and then you lay out. Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene is interested in Marjorie Taylor Greene. All right. She knows she'll get attention. That's why she does this. Not looking out for the country. She's looking out for herself. You shouldn't do that. OK. However, when Cuomo said that, I said, you're correct. But it was outrageous. That was outrageous. And then he admitted it was and then said, but the Democrats aren't as bad as the Republicans. And you know what I hit him with? I hope, I hope you hit him. I didn't hear it, but I hope you hit him with one of the most treasonous. Forget about outrageous, nasty. One of the most treasonous things I've ever seen, Bill O'Reilly. Nancy Pelosi ripping up Donald Trump's speech two years ago on national television. You're a genius. 
Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what I hit him with. Good. Good. Boom. Okay. And it's one of those things in a television debate where it just, boom, it was over. You know, it was like the bottom of the ninth home run. That's it. <laughs> right. Thank you for coming. Right. <laughs> and I go, are you kidding me? Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, insulting the country, not just Trump. She insulted the entire country. Of course, right. the, the partisans, and, and there are partisans on the right who think Marjorie Taylor, whatever her name is, is the greatest thing, okay? Um, but the partisans on the left, they go, oh, no, that's acceptable. It isn't acceptable. No, no. I like when the Republicans go, because I said the same thing. I said, well, wait a second. You can yell about Marjorie Taylor Greene or even the way Mitt Romney treated George Santos. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, their response is, well, we're supposed to be better than that. And I said, well, the truth is, you're not. Well, number one, never say at the end of the day because it's all day long. Right? It's not at the end of the day. It's all day long. Many, perhaps most, of our elected officials are narcissists. They only care about themselves. There was something else in that speech that everybody missed except me, which is why um, I don't even know what I'm going to say, which is why. I'll say it. You're the the best ever. I'll say it. I didn't miss it because I'm a historian. This was a key, and it just floated past everybody. Talk about, if you want to boo, this is what you boo. At the end of the speech, Biden said, everybody should be in a union. Remember that? Yes. And everybody should have a living wage. Yes. Not a minimum wage, a living wage. That is right out of the Marxist handbook. Yep. So who would decide the living wage? Who would decide what you make, what I make? Not our corporations. The government would decide the living wage. Mm -hmm. That's socialism. Again, does Biden understand that? No, he does not. But he did tip it off when he, he said earlier, I'm a capitalist. That set up this outrageous. When you look at a president of the United States saying, Everybody should have a living wage. And the code is that the United States government is going to run the private marketplace. That's frightening. Now, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay, but Biden is down with it because he's so delusional. He doesn't understand it. But Susan Rice understands it. And the people who pull the strings behind the scenes in the White House they understand. Yeah, Barack Obama, the rest of those crew. Uh, it, it's shocking to me that after this speech, it's becoming more and more likely, uh, Bill O'Reilly, that Joe Biden will, in fact, sometime this week announce he is going to run again in 2024. At that point, he'll be 82 years old, two years worse than he is today with his cognitive yeah. issues. So here Donald Trump makes this uh, great speech. But he was actually very, very good, very to the point. Didn't hammer Ron DeSantis. Talked about the country. And he'll be 78 years old, Biden 82. And the same complaint I get from a lot of people, even Trump supporters, is can't we find anybody in this country less than 78 or 82 years old to get the job done? Your thoughts on that? 
If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. I don't think Biden's going to run again. I mean, I'm, I know I'm in the minority and I'm probably going to be proved wrong, but I don't see him being able to do the rigors of the campaign. I mean, he can barely walk into the chamber of the House of Representatives now. I mean, did you see him there? Yes. Okay. Please. He's going fat. He's going downhill faster than Lindsey Vaughn. Okay, I mean, it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any better. But the Democrats have no one, literally, no one to put into that slot, and that's their problem. And as far as the Republicans are concerned, I don't know if Trump's going to make it. You know, because you there, there's a lot of. Yes, we liked what Donald Trump did as president, and he did govern fairly well, in my opinion. But he's so controversial, and it's you divert away from the country's needs so often that maybe we want to try somebody new. So don't be surprised in the primary season um, if Trump does not gain that much traction. Now, he is formidable and certainly wants wants it. Um, but you know, this is going to be a really fascinating year, 23. And remember by this time next year, we'll already have three primaries under our belt. Right. So it's coming up fast. Wow. This is going to be an exciting couple of years, no doubt. Uh, but the real excitement comes our way on Sunday from Glendale, Arizona where the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles will take on the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 57 on the on the yearly basis, Bill. You make these picks with me. You've been very, very good. Bill O'Reilly, who wins the Super Bowl? Well, I'll be there. Oh, you are um, going? Yeah, I'm going to frighten everyone. Um, <laughs> if Rihanna sees me, she's not going to perform. So I might, I might have a shroud over me. Um, yeah, I got to go in and do a lot of business there. And I mean, we're, we're red hot here. When, when are you going right? tomorrow? When are you leaving tomorrow? Uh, Friday. Friday. Yep. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's yep. Friday. Yep. I don't even know what day <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm delirious. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be there. And, uh, here's the, uh, don't bet the game. Okay. Don't bet the game. And I mean, 10, 20 bucks with your friends, fine. If the Philadelphia quarterback, Jalen Hurts, gains more than 80 yards on the ground running the ball, Philadelphia will win because they'll keep the ball away from Mahomes in Kansas City. But this is a game where both quarterbacks could get hurt in the first three minutes of the game. Just like San Francisco, I mean, they were going to put Nancy Pelosi in to play quarterback. <laughs> they didn't have anybody else. No. Everybody was wiped out. Yeah. Uh, these games are so intense, and both uh, Mahomes, brilliant athlete, and, and Jalen Hurts have been hurt this year. And the monsters that are coming and trying to tear their arms off yeah. know that. Yeah. 
And I'm going to, when I get out to Phoenix, I'm going to try to look up Kevin Durant, okay? <laughs> and that was the best thing the Nets could have done. That's what I said. Guys. That's I, what I, I said. It. Yep. I heard it. And here's the thing. I know we're up against the clock. You cannot give these guys $80 million and control them. You can't do it. No sport can do it. You can give them the $80 million, but it has to be an incentive. All right? So you control them. Once you get that money, then you do what you want. Look at LeBron James and the Lakers, okay? And that's always the key. You bring these guys in, the Mets may have a problem paying these guys all that money. I don't think so. I think that Showalter is going to stay ahead of it, all right? But particularly in football and and basketball, um, you pay these guys all that money, they're not going to listen to anybody. It's true. Uh, that has been the case more than often. Try to pull a collection of this talent together. And like you said, they just don't, there's no synergy. They don't listen. They don't win, but you win every week. Another amazing appearance, folks. Check them out tonight, nine o'clock, the no spin news, billoreilly.com. Have a safe trip out to Arizona. Enjoy the game on Sunday, Bill. We'll do it again next Thursday. Love you, pal. Thank you so much. Okay, Sid. Thanks for having me. You got it. The great Bill O'Reilly every Thursday morning at 840 here on Sid and Friends. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.